Okay, this afternoon, this is Babs Rolls-Ivy, and I'm over at Southern Connecticut hanging out with the uh, Elm Shakespeare teen troupe as they prepare themselves for the Tempest. So I'm hanging out here today with these young thespians, talking to them about this program, why Shakespeare, why they love Shakespeare, and a little bit about, you know, where they see themselves as future thespians. Um, is this the beginning of a career? Is this just, you know, something to do right now? Like, what's happening? So hello, everyone. Hi. All right, so I'm going to ask you all to go around and say your name, speak up, because this is like radio, and, you know, I want, to, I want you all to be heard, so. Hi, um, my name is Eva Barber. Um, I'm playing Alonzo and Trinquilo in this play, and I'm homeschooled, so I don't really, I don't go to a school. I do a lot of online schools. Um, and where I see myself future, um, I would like to continue doing acting in the future, and I hope that this is just the beginning for me. Nice. And she has beautiful red hair. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Ariel. I'm as well homeschooled, so online classes, tutorings, different programs. Um, I, play uh, I play Sebastian <laughs> and Miranda in this. I joined Shakespeare because I loved acting, and it was another way to engage in a form of language that's really special and that influenced our lives today. Uh, I hope this is a starting point for my career. I want to be a performer. Where are you from, Ariel? I'm from Connecticut. Okay. Born and raised. Just have a weird accent. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, are your parents Disney people? Because Ariel is a very Disney name. No? no? Yes? Okay. All right. Hi, I'm Emma Kennedy. I go to ESUMS. Oh. Uh, it's in New Haven. Mm -hmm. I, where I see myself in Shakespeare... I really hope this is like the beginning of something, but you never know. <laughs> you, you never know what's coming. And she's got on this cool shoulder piece that's so glam and interesting. Yeah. So I, like I, it. I play Antonio and the Goddess series, and this is part of my costume. I like it. I like it. Hey, daughter. Hi. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There are two of us now. Um, I'm Erin King. I am a junior at Cheshire Academy, and I am playing Prospero. Um, I came to this program because, uh, well, in the beginning of the year, I was having a glum year, and this really was able to bring me out of my shell and make me feel like I was doing something with my life. And really, this is opening a door for me in my major for college, which would be art therapy, combining theater with therapy, so. I like it. Very nice. Hi, uh, my name is Sam Weinman, and I go to Conant High School in, uh, in Jaffrey, New Hampshire. Wow. That's, way, but <laughs> That's a here. long commute here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been doing uh, productions with Elm Shakespeare a few years ago. I actually started with... Uh, the, the Players Camp. Mm -hmm. I play uh, Ferdinand and Stefano in The Tempest, and I hope to major in theater and continue working with Elm Shakespeare and other companies in the future. Okay. Um, I'm Margot Ivy. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy's daughter. Woo -woo! Um, <laughs> in this play, I am Ariel, and I am a sophomore in Hamden High. I've, this is my third Shakespearean play, and I hope that this is actually a What's the word? Something that I can do for the rest of my life because I love to act. I like being myself but also being a character and having to learn different stories from different characters. So, yeah. My name's Lucas Esponda. <laughs> That's my name. He's got a, he's got a great um, voice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, love 
Well, I, uh, right now I go to North Haven High School. I am a sophomore, 10th grade. Uh, right now in this show, I'm playing the role of Caliban. Great role. Lots of great parts to say. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, with Shakespeare, it's probably not going to be something I end up doing with my life, uh, acting in general. But, you know, it's something fun to do, and it's something, it's educational, it's a good experience to wind your way among these weird words. <laughs> thou, thou, thou it's good stuff. Thou okay, stuff. and Sarah, fearless leader, Sarah Bowles. Uh, hello, I'm Sarah Bowles. I um, am working with these wonderful people on The Tempest. Um, I am newly uh, here in the New Haven area. I just came on as Elm Shakespeare Company's um, education program manager. So I, just, I moved here, I live here now, I got a car. <laughs> um, and my, uh, um, I've been doing Shakespeare, um, acting, directing, um, teaching Shakespeare for more than 10 years. And um, it was something that really clicked for me in, uh, in undergrad. So mm -hmm. actually, I wish something like this had been around when I was a, a high school student. Um, but it clicked for me, and I, and I've, uh, it's, I, I tell people Shakespeare's kind of stuck to me uh, ever since. Uh, and that was about, eek, 15 years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I saw the um, Julius Caesar production last fall, mm. and it was amazing. So much so that I pulled a picture. Um, the uh, Elm Shakespeare folks sent me a picture, and I ran it in ran it in this edition of the paper. But I was stunned the fact that you all are so young and you mastered this language because this is not, I mean, this is not easy language for adults, right? Like mm. there are Shakespearean companies all around the world and they don't master this work as well. And we can barely speak English. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm still taking an English course in high school. <laughs> so at, when, you were, when, you, when you take on these roles, these very complex language-driven roles, um, how, do you prepare, how do you prepare? Like, what gets you excited about getting ready for these, for these parts? Um, I, this is kind of a lame excuse, but I like to watch the movies. <laughs> I will, because there's so many different um, movies and so many different ways people portray certain characters. And so, like, for Romeo and Juliet, there's so many different movies of it. There's so many different ways people have it contemporary times, people have it in the past. And so, for this play, there's also quite a few movies that I watched, and I love them all, and they really inspired me mm -hmm. with my particular character. Okay. Anybody else? How do you prepare? Go ahead, jump um, in. <laughs> for me, I also watched the movie, but um, I watched the version where they turned Prospero into a woman. Um, and for me, uh, I'm actually going to be playing Prospero as a man, but that gave me <laughs> the ability to see that it was possible to have someone as a male role play. Yeah, and like you bring yourself into the character, so mm -hmm. that's how I get Ready. Mm -hmm. wow. I, go ahead. <laughs> I find watching the movie is really helpful. You don't necessarily have to choose the exact way that the other person played it. I usually obsess over the character for a week or so. Um, <laughs> it's really helpful. But being in a room with people who are so accepting of you mm -hmm. makes it so much easier just to experiment with different ways to take a role. Um, it's, it's a great community to try it in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I read the Wikipedia article. 
The Wikipedia. Wikipedia article of both my character and the play. Some serious research going on. And I have also um, gone over my lines, even though there's only a week until the performance. <laughs> and I'm not quite there yet. So <laughs> it's going to be an adventure for this week. Hopefully I can get them in. We'll see. Okay. I take uh, past experiences and I try to um, put them like, into the words that I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And tell the audience, because it'd be kind of weird if I just randomly started telling people about my past experiences, but also in a way that uh, hopefully entertains them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Good. I like to, uh, I like to try and figure out the motives behind what the character is doing and saying. So, like, I just sort of read through the script and wherever the character's name is mentioned, like, highlight it mm-hmm. and then go back to it. Okay. So I can try and figure out what the character's motives are, or at least what I believe the character's motives are. That sounds good. Anybody else want to chime in? Other than my peers, I don't watch the movie. I don't look on Wikipedia. (laughs) I just read through the script over and over and over again, which is funny, because my lines are like, eh, but I know the story. So I pretty much just read that over and over again, and also being in this room with all these people that you've grown to know that are kind of like your family now, you get to like see how the story will unfold as well as Shakespeare wanted it to unfold and as your director and your group want it to unfold. So it's kind of a mixture of those two. Yes, my um, dear. One more thing to add to what I said before. Um, I like waiting to the last minute to learn all my lines. <laughs> That's like a, like a terrible idea. But really, it gives you a chance to get to know the people you're working with. And, oh, okay, I see. And then, um, for me, it's a high-pressure situation to learn the lines. <laughs> oh, you see, it, it doesn't always I don't think, I don't think Sarah's happy about like that. <laughs> but I know the people I'm working with, and so I know that they'll support me sometimes. <laughs> and then they'll drop me at the last minute. Sometimes pressure can be a good thing, you know? Oh, so you're such a good teacher. People sometimes work really well under pressure. I do too, but I don't know if I do that with my lines, but, you know. We could do that with, like, staging. I mean, like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, with schoolwork, it also gets harder to um, get on top of your lines as well as with social, and since I do a varsity sport, and so I had to juggle. What do you play? I play softball. Oh. So I had to I was a softball player, so too. So hard. And so I had to juggle my time with uh, my chorus, with my softball, with theater, and all of this. Well, that makes me ask the next question, because this is a lot of time. This is a huge commitment of time to do these productions, right? I mean, this is all day Saturday. Mm-hmm. And this today you started at 10, so this is even longer. So how do you balance this? I mean, you all are, I mean, you're teenagers and all the things that go on with teenagers, dating, um, friends. <laughs> What's dating? Hanging out know. with What's people. I, I haven't What's heard of that before. <laughs> Relationships? So how do y'all balance your lives against all of Because this is a huge commitment of time. I don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just carry whatever I need wherever I go. I like that. Yeah. I carry so whatever I need wherever I, I go. Even though I know I'm not going to look at it in wherever I'm taking, like <laughs> when I take it to specific places, I'll just have it with me. Mm-hmm. I think if you're joining this group, you kind of know the commitment that you have to make to it. Okay. So what... 
all reasonably responsible. <laughs> and we all realize that this is something we all we either succeed together or fail together mm. because we're a group together and we all rely on each other. If if we if we're not learning our lines, then we're making the whole group suffer and no one wants to do that. We're all trying to be a group together. Mm -hmm. So for sure, balancing is a circus act, but in later life, you have to learn how to do that, and it's really nice that you have such a great family community. That's well, here when you figure you. that out, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it's also kind of cool because most of us were either in the same grade or they're like behind us, and we've already been in that grade, mm -hmm. so that we can help each other with the work if we were ever to come to each other to need help. It's it's kind of like we're our own little school where we like teach each other schoolwork and then lines for Shakespeare stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> When it came to production week the, during Julius Caesar, uh, uh, flashback, flashback, um, Skype. We all thought we were doing horribly. This is honest, as honest as I can be. Um, we started Skyping each other almost every day, and we'd go over lines and we'd yell at each other if we got <laughs> off topic. And so, really, I think that I love the fact that. 90%, 80% of the people came back from Julius Caesar and were able to easily bring these people in and turn them into our family and like make our own memories like we did mm -hmm. during Julius Caesar. We have a lot of funny memories and some <laughs> not so funny <laughs> memories. And it's really nice to have a family that you can trust and rely on to help you through anything. So now what happens with your other friends who are not doing Shakespeare stuff? How do they feel? Like, what do they say to you? It's like, why I'm are you crazy. doing that? Yes, yes. <laughs> they think, yeah, they think I'm crazy. I'm, I'm not friends. sure if they even realize what I'm doing is Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I, I don't think they know if I'm, that I'm even in a play. For, like, they, they just see me carrying around this big stack of papers, and they're like, yes, yes, that's normal behavior. <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm crazy because I'm passing up my Saturdays because normally I'm out running around which you know mom I'm, I don't like staying in the house but they think I'm crazy because they're always like do you want to go out do you want to do a mall date do you want to go to the spa I can't I got to study I got Shakespeare and they're like are you crazy what do you do why and then I just have to remind them because this is something I want to do with my life like you guys can have fun and do all this, but this right here is going to help me get into, like, the college of my dreams and get parts that I really want. Like, this is, like, the start of my career. And with the start of my career, you're going to have to pass up stuff that you really love to do. So even though I love hanging out with my friends, I like hanging out with my troop family. You could always bring your script to the spa. <laughs> you're right. I think... As much as all of our th friends think we're crazy, coming here is not necessarily school. You're learning and you're working really hard. But as we've said, it, we're all family and we're all friends. So mm -hmm. every Saturday we get to spend four hours together. Mm -hmm. So it's more we're kind of having a great play <laughs> yeah. date in a sense. Um, <laughs> I, when I first started doing Shakespeare, I messaged my friends and I said, hey, guess what? I have this awesome opportunity. And they say, I hate Shakespeare. And um, so they think that I'm crazy as well. They think that I'm giving up my future. Really? That I'm giving up what I love. When in reality, um, people don't know what I love. And I don't <laughs> talk about it that much. So like, I'll say to my teachers, hey, I have this. I can't come to class or something, 
I'll be like, have fun. Mm. Teachers understand, but friends don't. It helps you find who your real friends are. Like, if they're willing to be like, all right, I'll plan after this, or I'll even come to the play, you can find who your real friends are throughout, mm -hmm. throughout this whole That's world. an interesting sort of take. I think my friends are seeing Power Rangers right now. <laughs> so Without you. Without you. How does that feel? I, I don't even know. I didn't, somehow I didn't get the invitation. Oh. <laughs> I because I'm not in any of the classes with the person who was inviting. Okay, okay. Like I'm How about we all go see a movie? Yeah, let's do that. Movie day, movie day, movie day. Yeah, yeah. So how supportive are your your, your family and your parents? Whoa. Like, do they are they pushing you or are they like, oh, you know. Margo, you can't speak to this. I want some of y'all to sit. My family needs to sit back a little bit because they're too excited. When's your next play? Where is it? How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like. Huh? What? Breathe. Breathe with me. Breathe with me. Yeah. In, out. In, out. Because they're just like so proud. They're like proud and excited because it's also like they get to live through you again and see what they missed out on but also get to be a part of it. So your family, your parents, like you. <laughs> I have like, you know oh I've got a God. good Shakespearean tongue. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised sometimes you don't yell at me in Shakespearean. Uh, it's, honest. it's coming. So, no, really, how, how are you all doing with your... Does, do you feel like your parents are pressuring you to do this? Or do you feel like, you know, I mean, do, they, do you feel supported? Do you feel like, you know, they're like, oh, this is just one more thing? Or Personally, I feel very supported. Um, my mother, actually, she went to, to the few years in high school for acting. So she kind of has, like, kind of the same passion for I did. So she didn't get to make it her career. But I'm hoping that somehow I can make it my career. But she, so she really enjoys acting also. So I like to run lines with her. And she, like, gets into these other characters. Because she's, like, every single other character <laughs> besides my characters. And so I read through lines. And she That's has so much support. fun. Yeah, so she helps me read through lines. And so, like, yesterday, it was like, oh, my gosh, I need to be off book by next week. And so it was like we had, like, all day in the car, panic, reading through lines. So that was really fun. So I think they're both really supportive. Both my mother and my father um, read through my lines with me. And sometimes my brothers read through my lines with me, really? too. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. So my, my parents were the one who really, like, brought this up to me because they know I like this sort of thing. I like, I like acting. Okay. Um, so they, they bring up a lot of, like, opportunities to me, and then I'll look at it and be like, yeah, this is something I totally want to do. Like, Yeah. How can I? How can we make this happen? That's good. I like that. Yours too. Yeah, my family is very supportive. Um, they introduced me to Elm Shakespeare, which I wasn't quite sure what to think of it, but I didn't realize <laughs> how much it would change my life. Because like before, I didn't really know what I want to do with my life, but now I feel like I'm actually like really sure that that I want to spend the rest of my life acting. Really? So, I'm really so this this experience. Open the door to really understanding what you wanted to do. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. That's pretty powerful, Sarah. And I thank my family for that. So, <laughs> um, I've been seeing Shakespeare, the Shakespeare in the Park, in fact, since I moved to Connecticut um, ten years ago. Uh, but only recently did I really start saying, "I want to do that." That's what I want to do. And I tapped my mom on the shoulder, and she said. We'll, we'll find a way to make that happen. And then I saw in the program, oh my God, there's Teen Troop. <laughs> and I start shaking my mom, and she says, yes, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And my dad, he just sat there and got out his paycheck, and he's like, how much, how much? <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to pay? And 
They, they're really supportive. My mom used to be an actor, and my dad can't act. <laughs> we're, we've, we've all accepted You know this is radio, right? Yeah, they're going to hear this at some point. He knows. He's admitted it. Um, and so it's really nice to be able to have that backboard to be like, hey, mom, I can't do my lines. Um, help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll, like... My mom, uh, she's usually out of town, but when she's in town, she is very open to saying, let's do lines. That's good. That's, that's yeah. really supportive. So, Sarah, how do, how do you... Oh, go. Who wants to say something? You want to say Speaking something? Speaking of uh, Elm City Shakespeare, that was also really big for me as well. I saw a production of Macbeth, and... <laughs> yes! A, yeah. A couple, a couple uh, years later... There was a small little like acting troupe in town, and I can't remember exactly what play they did, but it wasn't Shakespeare. Um, but I recognized the guy who played Macbeth, mm -hmm. and I'm like, "Hey, I saw you in Shakespeare in the Park a couple years back." And he's like, "Oh yeah," and that was really cool for me. Wow. About you, Lucas? Uh, well, my parents might have forgotten to tell me before they signed me up for this. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, just get the cars on. One Saturday morning, I'm just downstairs eating breakfast, and my mom comes down fully dressed to go out. Like, where, where are we going, Mom? Shakespeare. What? <laughs> but then I went, and it wasn't all that bad the first time. Ouch. It got better as it went along, you know. At first, we scared you. It, it was a progressive experience. We gave you a mental breakdown. And then I decided to do it again for the spring, and I'm glad I made that decision. So, so Sarah, so Sarah, um, you're new to Elm Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, so the decision to do the Tempest was already decided before you got here. No. No. Oh. No. no. <laughs> he was late. No, not at all. Actually, um, so one of the things that that I really like to do when working with a, a new group is not make the decision about what play to do until I know the group mm -hmm. and. Um, and uh, I think that, that that improves the experience for everybody. Um, if, you know, if, uh, if I come in with some particular vision, like, you know, I, I as the director, have a really strong uh, idea about, you know, I want to do this, I want to do, you know, Much Ado About Nothing or Midsummer Night's Dream, you know, and then, and then it's not right for the group, then... Um, that doesn't work as well. That's not as joyful. That's not as fun. Um, you know, I've, I've come in to work with groups before thinking that we were going to do a comedy, and, and the first day, they're all about tragedy. They're all <laughs> about the dark and the gritty, you know? And so, uh, so, so the decision to do Tempest was... Um, was after actually I think two sessions. Mm -hmm. Three. Three. Yeah. Three. And there's the one we missed. Rebecca! That, um, that, and that's how, that's how we, 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 came, we came to that decision. We actually cast out like four or five different Shakespeare plays and this was the one that worked the best. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Okay, if you're just joining us this morning, I'm Babs Rose-Ivy, and this is Love, Babs, Love, Talk on 103.5 FM, live stream on the newhavenindependent.org, and I am hanging out this fine Saturday afternoon with the um, Elm Shakespeare teen troupe as they are getting ready to put on the production of The Tempest. So we're talking about um, how they decide on what, what uh, Shakespearean plays to do. So... 
do you all as a cast have some say in that? Or, hey, Rebecca, thanks for joining us. Hello, hello. Nice to be here. Wait, what was the question? So how do you all decide? Like, do you have some input in what is decided? And, yes. and what's yes. the process for, like, you know, yes, no, maybe, Talk you know. Talk about the whiteboard. Uh, the whiteboard. <laughs> the whiteboard. When we came here, it was, for a lot of us, it was our second time. And we had an idea of what we were going to do. We thought it was going to be much ado about nothing. But as we met new people, we were like, I don't know if this play fits. And we sat down for a solid hour and a half oh scribbling on a whiteboard <laughs> different ideas of plays, of topics we wanted to touch on, on things that we wanted to show our parents. Because in a sense, this is a place where we get to grow up mm -hmm. and show people who we truly are through different characters. Um, so for really hours, we were sitting mm -hmm. there yelling and saying all of these things that we wanted to do. I think a lot of it is the kids just asking, um, but it then comes down to the directors. Okay. Like we were really pressed on doing something that would have our parents be like, oh, our baby isn't a baby anymore. Because <laughs> many times parents see us as, oh my God, my baby, she's growing up, I don't like it. And then they still see like a baby driving a car and it's not safe, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but yeah. So we were pretty much just like, if we're going to do a play, let's do a play that makes our parents see, boom, we're not the babies that you think we are anymore. And we're growing up and it's because of you and the directors and our little family that helped us grow up. So when you decide on whatever play you're going to do, then you start what? What's the next step? After you make the decision, what happens next? <laughs> they, they are lovely people, and so they give us little snippets of different plays that they brought together after seeing our ideas, and they have us um, do little exercises with them. And really, you don't audition. They watch you. That sounds creepy. <laughs> they watch you, and they, they watch. They watch between the lines. They don't. They don't judge by what you do with the line. They judge with what you're doing with yourself and what you yourself put into it. And they they get to know you before they can cast a show. Okay. Because mm -hmm. like they, um, Rebecca has been lovely, and she has taught us the fact that. You don't act, you're yourself, you're just projecting yourself onto a new person. I like that. Oh. Hi, hi, Rebecca. Say who you are, yeah, Rebecca. Hi, I'm Rebecca Goodhart. I'm the producing artistic director for Elm Shakespeare Company and, and one of the very Mom. lucky people they get to direct and teach this amazing group of teens. I mean, one of the things that, that <laughs> they got stuck on a costume. Um, one of the things that I think is really important and is different for this program than some others, is that we like to say that we teach the art, not the profession. There is plenty of time to learn your auditioning skills and to get your head shot and how to network and that's all, but it, underneath that, what is theater? What is your voice? What do you want to say in the world? And so uh, we, that once we choose a play, there's at least one week, sometimes two weeks, where we're learning the story of the play. Mm -hmm. We're learning the language of the play. We're working on s skills like you know, speaking Shakespeare, um, making statues of the story, getting the play into <laughs> our bodies. And, but everybody is learning everything. And then the directors, we sit down and we look at who should play what part, not simply for 
who would be, because everybody truly could play any part. Mm -hmm. it's, it's what do they need as an actor? It might be that they have, they're very, very intellectual as an actor, and what they need to do is figure out how to move, and so we're going to give them a part where they're more moving. Or, or maybe it's, oh no, she's a singer, she's going to be awesome at that. So sometimes <laughs> it's for their assets and what they do well. Sometimes it's for what they need. So it's, it's a little different than just the, the, the most important thing for us is the actor's experience, even more than the production. But then the production also looks really good. It's almost yeah. weird how they pick the parts, too, because the parts, the parts that they pick, it's like they know us. Because when you first meet people, you're not going to be like, oh, I don't like this, or you're not going to explain your emotions all first off the bat. And when you act, you have to... It's like you have to have your emotions out there. Like you have to be able to put that out there. So they pick parts that target that exactly. Like Ariel, I, my part is weird. Like I'm creating mischief, but I'm also like underneath something and I have to learn how to just be like so like underneath the person. And I have a hard time being underneath the person. Like I don't like it. I don't like being submissive. I like being dominant and just being over it. So right now I'm having to learn how to just be myself but the myself that I normally block off because I I'm hiding it or something like that. Hmm. That's this is deep. <laughs> you had no idea we did that. I had no idea. Well I had some idea because this, you know, Shakespeare calls on a lot of a lot of skill sets and it's so layered, right? Like yeah. it's so timely and so layered. So yes my dear. When you're cast, you may look at your character and say I'm nothing like them. We're, we're totally different. But then um, once you start working on it, well, I personally, <laughs> I'm like, how, how, how did she figure this out? It's like, it's a side that I don't show, but she was she dig, digging at me. <laughs> and she's like really pushing you. Like the first time we ever did a monologue during Julius Caesar. Oh my God. Stop, I keep throwing back to it. It's just like, she brought something out of us that we don't show people. Mm -hmm. Everybody has something that they hide, their dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. And she's really <laughs> trying to take it out. She's like, oh, we're going to clean it today. Yes. She, she's like deep cleaning, not even cleaning. It's like bringing it out to make us better people. Like now, do you all feel that us. way? I mean, do you, is that yeah. true yeah. for y'all, as yeah. you know, for each yeah. of you equally? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I'd actually like my part at first. I was, I was like a little apprehensive, like, <laughs> And then I started, I read through the lines and I was like, I was looking at, I think the specific scene was, what great hope have you? And I'm like, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I really like, like this. this. <laughs> well, I think that by the end of it, the words, the words aren't necessarily your characters, but they're yours in a sense. Mm. Like you start to feel connected into your character, and by the time you leave, there's always a part of you that is that character. That's so, pretty yeah. profound. Yeah. Well, uh, and there's something, it's one of the reasons why I do Shakespeare as opposed to any number of other like modern August Wilson yeah. or well, August Wilson. Actually, I would all even argue August Wilson may be our century's Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Actually, he he he. You I can think do, you might be right. He, yeah, he. But but in terms of like, as opposed to say Neil Simon. Yes. You know, or something, yeah. or a musical, which has other wonderful skills and is completely valuable. But but the the I think the actors get used to us saying a lot. 
Um, I am far less interested in what they think a character should be feeling or doing than what they are feeling when they say, speak these words. So that, you know, and we'll say again, please, for God's sake, don't be obedient. <laughs> don't just do something because Sarah or I tell you to do it. Never heard that what, in your service. What, what do you think? What, what is the story you're telling so that those words, in Shakespeare's words, you, anything you bring to it, he's going to take you, you know, Juliet's always going to take the poison. Right? <laughs> like the, the stories, he's going to take you where you need to go. Yeah. But you actually can bring all of yourself yeah. to it. Okay, so you get to the, you choose the play, the parts are assigned, and you get on with the business of learning the words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah. I think learning the words happens, but not. At a great time. <laughs> <laughs> like when the play's finally over, you're like, oh, I remember this. Where was this the week I needed? Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely something that needs to happen, and it does. But <laughs> After the show's it, over. It's more of our time management that makes it difficult. Um, we do get the lines in us, especially after we really dig through a scene, you feel the lines, you feel that you have to say them. Mm -hmm. Not because they're written on the page, but because you've connected so deeply with that character that that's all you want to oh, say. Oh, I see. I see. A, a lot of times, it's, it, it, like what you were saying, Ariel, I, I, uh, it's easier to memorize a scene once we've done it, once we put it into, into our Actions. bodies. And yeah, and uh, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Agreed. <laughs> and sometimes it's actually like impossible to memorize your lines if you could read the same thing over and over and over and over and over constantly you're just reading it and you're not actually like relating to the lines or trying to figure them out so like yesterday I read through my script like all day like the entire day I was reading through it and then I went to sleep and I woke up and I had my lines and it was great but like if you keep reading through it again and again you are just reading it. You're not actually like relating to yourself as that character, and you're not going to actually be able to memorize them in the long run. Wow. I was memorizing Caliban. That's pretty Yeah, uh... I came in today, <coughs> and I said, so, like, I spent all week trying so hard to memorize the last half of the play. And I come in today, and we start running uh, the first half, me, <laughs> me and Margot and Ariel, and I realize... I, I may have had the lines when I was reading through it for the first half, but I don't have it when I'm actually acting it because it's been so long since I've actually acted this, and we haven't done the last half, so I'm just floating in space <laughs> line-wise. Does that make you nervous? Does, but does that make you... Does the unreadiness make you nervous? Or no. do you just think, at some point, it's just going to all click and it's going to be fine? Or do you just sort of... Are you panicking? Oh! Because you, you gotta next next week you is the thing. Say, you want to say that you're not panicking, but you're yeah. panicking. I'm, yeah. I'm both panicking, but I've also kind of accepted that I'm panicking. Yeah. It's it's sort of like, you know, you're gonna panic, and you've sort of accepted the inevitability of it. Mm -hmm. okay. I, I will say though that I'm a big proponent of fear mm -hmm. in performing. A little bit. The, yeah, a little bit of fear. Like if you're not afraid before you start to perform, there's a much higher chance that something will go wrong. Okay. And I think sometimes, particularly, in, you know, it's here we are a week before 
and it's when the fear is at its highest. Mm -hmm. The truth is, I'm gonna, the words of wisdom, they all have the words more than they think they do at this moment. Okay. And by the time we get to next week, uh, it's amazing actually how, what they can do. <laughs> and what is possible. Like in the dressing rooms, we'll be looking at ourselves in the mirrors, running lines, like blah, 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 blah freaking out. You get out. on stage wow. and you start ad-libbing. That's, yeah. that, that's the reality of acting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, well, I remember. Rebecca, uh, Rebecca's like, I don't, this is not the part I want to know. <laughs> well, I remember uh, last year relating to uh, Julius Caesar. Oh, God. I was, Tensing. we were all in a circle and I was like, Tensing. Panicking. <laughs> but when I got on the stage, the last seven weeks of working together has all come together and then you just say the lines and it it's clicks. Fine. Like you're not yeah. nervous. You're actually working with people uh, while, simul uh, while simultaneously putting all the work that you've done together. And I think that's what makes a really good play. And we have this amazing group of people. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. it's really sad because at the end of Julius Caesar, we all started crying. Like, well, this was, that was my next lonely. question. Like, how, because this is an incredible high, right? Yeah. This is a, an incredible high. And it's a, and the trajectory is such that it just starts from here and then goes, you know, we started from the go. bottom, now we're here. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm cool like that, yeah. What? So, and then it's, <laughs> and then you do it and then it's, huh. Yeah. What happens? Like, what happens? How do you deal with when it's done? I get sad, honestly. Like, I feel like my depression just, like, hits after that. Because I'm like, these people I've got to know got to know for, like, these past months, the people that kind of understand me more than I understand myself, we're not going to see each other unless we do this again. And it sucks because it's like, oh, we grew to know each other so much. And then that's when you're like, oh, wait, we all have phones and there's food places yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, let's well, go out to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and then they can come back and do it again. <laughs> well, Erin well, would hate me for saying this, but a week after the show, she texted me and said, happy anniversary of one week after the show. Why would you do that? <laughs> and then she would send me pictures of the script. <laughs> like, because, like, it's, you get so connected. Well, and it's a very, this is a very real thing in all of theater. That the, the first, you know, you do a show, and... It's postpartum, you know. You've given birth to this, and it, it, it uh, you've given birth to a show, and then and then it's gone, and it is both the magic and wonder of theater, and it's why theater is a very cruel mistress because your job is to create magic mm -hmm. that lasts nothing longer than that, yeah. and, and then it's gone. Says it in this play, yeah, we are the yeah. stuff that dreams are made of. Um, I have one thing to say that I do after each show, and these people who ha were here during Julius Caesar will know, I write letters. I, I write the entire yeah. cast letters of how much they mean to me, what I thought of them. Honestly, I am dead honest in them. I cried because our dear Samuel left his, but that was okay, but I pour my heart out into these letters, and, um, okay, so, <laughs> it's kind of like a way to say, thank you so much for everything you've done for mm -hmm. me, and people don't realize, but after a show, I lay in bed for an entire week, and my parents can't get me out, I skipped an entire week of school, because I wouldn't get out of bed, wow. that's, that's wow. post-show depression. Oh, okay. I think, I um, with anything in life, 
there's a time that it's probably going to end. And the nice thing about this, <gasps> it, it's, wow. um, it's true, but the nice thing about this is you get to come back. You get to come back and see these people. And if you don't, they still had a huge um, influence on your life, an impact on your life that you're not gonna leave behind, that you're not gonna forget. Mm -hmm. You don't see them every Saturday, which really stinks, but you don't lose them by any means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You ask yourself after closing, you ask yourself after closing night, what next? Because you spend your entire Saturday here with people that love and support you, and then like that, you yeah. say your last line, you take your last bow, you say your last goodbye, you have your last checkout, and then you disperse, and there might be a cast party. But <laughs> then, <laughs> then after that, some people don't go, and you just think, what am I going to do without these people? These people who were there through everything, mm -hmm. and you come in every day and you say something that happened to you in the week that you need to say to be present. And you you pour yourself into it and then you lose these people and you might never talk to them again because some of them don't have cell phones. Some of them just don't message back and then you just think, what next? Yeah. And you find some something new. Some people's phones don't I hope, get texts. You know, as, as sort of the, the adult is what we hope is that you actually go out, A, you have these relationships, but then you also have the skills so that the next time you meet people and the next group, wherever it is, you can speak from a deeper part of yourself. You can actually, you know how to support others, how to allow yourself to be supported, and, and so that the experience you have here, you're able to replicate in other places in your life. And then come back. We want you to come back. But, but you know, I, ideally, we, we see Teen Troop as, it's so much more than just putting on a play. Mm -hmm. It really is, a, there, are, there are the skills needed. It's about being a, a better human being in the world. Um, and so hopefully that, that sticks. And you yeah. guys well, make us better. Too, oh, gosh. Yes. We do? Yeah. What? I thought it was a pain in the we butt. Have, we have tons of conversations Bute. almost daily saying how lucky we are to be doing this work. Amen. I need proof. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that they show up with you all every Saturday I don't know is, how you is do it. Because yeah. I certainly couldn't do it. And not, not because I wouldn't love it, only because I think some people are called to do what they're doing, yeah. right? And I think people are called to sort of be in the places that they're in. And, and so you've got people here who are committed to this process with you and, uh, and love it and love you. So, so, I want to say, so I can't wait to see this um, production next week. I am very excited. And I'm so glad that you all gave me the opportunity to come and crash your rehearsals because I know it's crunch time and this is valuable okay, time. Break. Okay. This is like a, um, what should we call it, a union break? Yeah, this is a union <laughs> break. Yeah. So thank you all. Thank go cry you. And I hard, wish you all the best. Break. I want you all to break all kinds of legs. <laughs> is that what they say in the theater? Yes. Right? That's I'll, what they I'll say in the theater. Else I'll break the elbow. Not well, I will, I'll tell you, here's just a fun little, um, fun little trivia about break a leg. It has nothing to do with your leg, like oh. the body. It has to do with, in vaudeville, the legs are the vertical, the vertical curtains, mm -hmm. and you only got paid if you actually got past the leg 
onto the stage to do your act. So they would book more acts than they had time for. So if you say, I hope you break a leg, it's that I hope you get on stage so you can get paid. Oh, oh that is good. We got paid. Oh, that is so good. I love so, when I learn yeah. something new. Where's my money? So that's, <laughs> so that's wonderful. Wait, all right, so, so I want you all the I want you all great success. Thank you for taking the time out to hang out. Let me crash your rehearsal today, and uh, and this will air uh, Friday. Great at ten o'clock. But I will um, after it airs, I will email you all the links so that you can get it oh, out to your. So we can put it on the website. Yeah, you can put it on your website. You can send it to your parents. You can do it and uh, yes, you can do all of that. And uh, and it's the real show, the real radio station. Oh, guys. I'm a real host, and so um, so this will be good. So thank you so much, thank and uh, I look forward thank to you. being in the audience uh, the 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 uh, the seventh and the eighth. So right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so come watch Yes, seven p.m. I'll be everybody here. Everybody should come. Yes, come everyone watch should it. come. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you all so much. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> that was really good. You guys are great. Thanks, mommy. <laughs> I thought.